The trade deadline is over. NHL trade deadline has passed around three hours ago. Pacific? No, Mountain Standard Time. It ended at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard. So About five and whatever and time hours. zone. <laughs> yeah, whatever time zone you're in. <laughs> yeah. uh, welcome to the Hungry for Hockey Talk trade deadline recap Woo! show. Um very, very, uh, lots of trades going on kind of later on in, in closer to the deadline there. They, uh, the GMs kind of left the heavy lifting until went nuts. the end of the show there. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we are joined by my co-hosts. I am joined by my co-hosts. Um, just one actually, again, unfortunately, Sterling has made me a liar I threw it out there on the on the Twitter machine that uh, that he would be joining us tonight, but alas, he is too busy with his schoolwork. And like he said yesterday, thoughts and prayers go out to to Sterling <laughs> on his uh, on his exams and uh, and midterms. That's right. You made a you made a one for one, Sterling for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, we. Uh, yeah. Breaking trade. Uh, we traded. <laughs> Sterling for John. We got Johnny V, John Boron, uh, as you've already heard from, and uh, I think I think Johnny's excited because he couldn't be there for for yesterday's podcast. Yeah, yesterday was all speculation. Now we have like mm-hmm. real concrete trades. Yeah, concrete evidence, man. Concrete. So we'll try to keep this short, um, and let's let's just jump right in with the. Biggest trade, the biggest trade of the of the afternoon, I suppose. Mark Stone is a Vegas Golden Knight, Woo! and this <laughs> trade was huge. That it just it, it like broke the day. Basically, um, I didn't really think that uh, the Golden Knights were going to be able to pull it off, but you know they have acquired Mark Stone and Tobias Lindbergh. For in exchange for Oscar Lindbergh, Eric Brandstrom, and a 2020 second round pick that belongs to Dallas. So huge, huge, huge coup for the Vegas Golden Knights. This is a game breaking player that they're receiving. They have signed him to an eight year extension. Well, they haven't. They, they he can't officially sign until March first, but they've agreed. They've agreed to a eight-year extension at $9.5 million per year after starting next year, next season. And, uh, you know, as a Flames fan, this hurts. <laughs> this hurts a little bit. You know, I was I was really, really hoping that, uh, that we'd be able to swoop in there. But, you know, Trilliving just wasn't willing to pay the price. And the price is, is a is a pretty big one. You know, Eric Brandstrom is supposed to be an A-plus prospect. People are throwing out there that he's going to be the next Eric Carlson. But, you know, only time will tell. I'm just upset because now we have to deal with Mark Stone for the next nine years. What are your thoughts on that, Johnny? Uh, I think, well, first of all, I think that Pierre Dorian got the best he could in all these kind of situations in the situation he, he did, he managed to deal uh, all three players that he was uh, trying to um, over the, over the past few days. 
Um, so good on him for that. Uh, but I think Vegas got a real steal here, signing Mark Stone for another eight years after after this playoff push. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all they really gave up was their, I mean, their top prospect uh, in Eric Brandstrom, um, and then a, and, and a second rounder. So I think I think they got way way more. And like the Brandstrom uh, deal uh, was was only facilitated because. Um, because of the, the ability to sign him, like if, if Mark Stone if Mark Stone didn't sign an extension, uh, then Eric Brunstrom wouldn't be a part of this equation at all. That's right. But yeah, uh, he's gonna look amazing on that roster. I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> oh, it hurts! It hurts! It hurts a lot. Providing the uh, providing the offense that Max Pacioretty couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> And making two two point five million dollars more. Oh yeah, only two point five million dollars more. No, uh, yeah. Good, just good imagine value, how I think. good value for Mark Stone too at nine point five. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that's what he's worth, honestly. Well, it's scary, man. Like seeing these price tags just go up, 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 and up. You know, um, you got all these new restricted free agents that are coming up this summer. Mm-hmm. They're all looking for deals. Mark Stone is just going to be another benchmark that they're going to be comparing themselves to. Yeah. So these teams better be hoping that the salary cap goes up. And it just, I just wanted to to note on how frantic it must have been for uh, for Pierre Dorian. And 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 I agree with you. He he probably did the best. He did do the best that he he could do with uh, with what he could get back. And they're really excited about Eric Brandstrom. And uh, it, <laughs> I like it, your tweet really, today. Yeah, <laughs> looking for another captain named Eric. <laughs> well, you, who knows? Maybe you know the a top pairing of uh, if if Eric Brandstrom turns out the way everybody is hyping him up to be, a top pairing of of Eric Brandstrom and Thomas Shabbat is 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 pretty good. I mean, I think they're, and, I think uh, they're both left left handed players, but I'm sure. I mean, I'm mm. sure they can sort that out. Yeah, but yeah. No, did that's... you did you happen to catch the the uh, press conference with him? No, I didn't. Later on, Damn it. <laughs> it was it was pretty funny. Uh, they this team uh, a reporter fairly asked. Um, so Pierre, for the people like for for your for your young stars, you know, trading away. Uh, how, how basically how how can you convince your your young stars that you'll be willing to pay them when when their time is up for for an extension or for uh, a payday? And uh, and he goes, well, you know that's 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 part of the rebuild. You know, we believe that we're going to be uh, a really good team uh, by the time these these players become, uh, you know the become up for, for, for a payday. And uh, we believe that they're going to be in the prime of their careers and we're going to sign them to, to, to long-term deals. There's, there's not going to be if fans or butts. And uh, he was just kind of very, very diplomatic about it, but at the same time, it doesn't really, eh, it doesn't bring comfort because (laughs) (laughs) I mean, your actions say otherwise, you know, what happened they're going to go from just a team to a, 
a really good team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. So, and apparently, apparently Eugene Melnick had nothing to do with any of the negotiations today. Dorian. Which I believe. Stated, I believe. Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure. Because I think if Melnick had a hand in any of it, then it probably would have gone worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Sens fans, I know this this is very very tough to swallow, but you know you're you've still got the Brady Kachucks, you've still got the Colin Whites, you've still got the Shabbats, um, and now you've got Brandstrom. Your, so your prospect pool is full. Yeah, like like you got a lot of good things to look forward to, and uh, you should be happy with all the picks that you got as well. Yeah, that's the that's a big thing. That's a big thing too. Uh, you now have, man, you guys are loaded with picks in the next three years. You've got, you, well, I mean, you don't have your first round pick this year, but you've got Columbus's, you've got yours and San Jose's in 2020, 2021, you've got one. And then you've got just a bevy of second rounders. Yeah. Well, hopefully those conditions come through, right? Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully Duchesne signs and all that. But um, yeah, I mean, they, they're. They got to re- they're rebuilding now. That's what they that's all they can do. And uh, I think by the time they can actually build a new arena, um, that's when they'll be able to actually start spending, um, like, like Melnick said, spending closer to the cap. Mm-hmm. Because because it'll be downtown, the revenue coming in will be much better, and they'll be actually actually be able to afford the contracts as these guys get better. Um, yeah. I am I'm a little worried though um, that this rebuild is following the Edmonton Oilers model in yeah. that, in that there's no, um, or there's limited, uh, veteran guys to provide guidance to these young guys. Um, yeah. and I mean, <laughs> we saw what happened in Edmonton. Like, Yo, what you mean, bro? They got Bobby Ryan, man. Well, yeah, I, I mean, they got Brian. That's why I said, why I said limited, limited veteran <laughs> presence in the room. They need that contract there so bad. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Just to get to the cap floor, as uh, as Sterling was was saying uh, yesterday, and I mean they they they've got some 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 character guys on that team. You know, they got Zach Smith, Borowiecki, but you know, a, a lot of this is is kind of a punch in the gut for not just the fans but the players too. You know, mm-hmm. especially the Kachucks, and they they really really looked up to to the Mark Stones and. And well, maybe not as much Matt Duchesne, but maybe Matt Duchesne. I don't know. But <laughs> uh, yeah, and and you know what? This I saw a tweet saying from Dorian, uh, just uh, from the presser, Dorian saying that uh, although like they they might have been the most most skilled guys in the room, but not necessarily the guys with the best character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and and to be fair, he has been upfront with them. Uh, yep. you know, the entire season when, yep. when he used the word rebuild like 80 million times in his, in his opening season press conference. And then again, he probably used it over a hundred times today <laughs> when he was talking about it. And, you know, he, he also said, you know, these guys knew what they were getting themselves into. They knew that it was a rebuild. We were upfront with them and, and it wasn't that they didn't, they weren't willing to offer them money. I think this is the important point is that they weren't willing to offer them money. The players 
chose not to take the deals because they didn't want to be a part of the rebuild. And you can't blame these players for that. Nope. Right. So uh, that that's, I guess that's also what the CBA allows them to do is, is that this Dorian says these, these are their decisions. These are the players decisions. And at, you know, at a certain point, the player needs to look out for themselves and I just wanted to also say that this deal doesn't cripple Vegas's future in any sense of the word. They no. still have four picks in the first three rounds this year in 2019. They've got and two I, second rounders in 2020. I think they're in pretty good co- condition too in, yeah. in, in terms of their cap space. Honestly. Well, the cap space is what I'm worried about. That is the one concern. I, that That is what I'm concerned about because... I think William Carlson... Uh, shooting himself in the foot this year really really helps with that though because he's not going to make he's not going to make the stupid amount of money that he he could have if he signed last year yeah well how much do you think he'll sign for he's making 5.25 right now as your reference well and he how many goals is he at 5.2 he's at 5.25 he's at 15 i think he had 33 last year he's probably closer to a I don't know, probably closer to a 20 to 25 goal score somewhere in there. Yeah. So he had he has 15 now. He has 15 um wait, let me just double check here. No, sorry. He's got 18 goals right now. Okay. But last year at the same at the same uh time, he had 33. Yeah, I'd put him I'd put him in around a, a on average 25 goal score. Okay. I think, so, I think this year is is much more him down to earth that like playing playing his game. Last right. year last year I think was an outlier. Okay. So let me I, I just I did some calculations. Uh, this is uh, using cap friendly as a reference. So without William Carlson, the Vegas Golden Knights are gonna be at an estimated eighty-two million three hundred and seventy-five thousand uh, cap hit next year, without Carlson, who is an RFA, and because they they also have uh, they have eight million in uh, on the IR, two point seven five is Eric Howla's, which should be like when he returns, but five point two five of that is they're they're still paying for the David Clarkson deal. <laughs> uh, which is buried, and Mark Andre Fleury is making seven million dollars next year. Alex Tuck is making four point seven five. Max Pacioretty's seven million dollar deal kicks in next year, and then uh, Nate Schmidt's deal of five point nine five comes in next year. So this is going to be tight. Like they're they're already over the current cap. And it's projected that it's going to go to 83 million next year. So Vegas is really, really hoping that they that it, it increases to. I mean, this this could be taken care of if they got rid of uh, Ryan Reeves, who's making 2.775, and Cody Eakin, who's making 3.85. But I mean, those are two bodies that you kind of need in your roster. Mm-hmm. But you could call up, I guess, a couple guys. Cody Glass probably needs a look. He's, yeah, he's probably ready next yeah. year. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting. 
Yeah, I'm a little concerned. Him, I can see him around. I can see him around seven million. Yeah, well, that's the thing is that that's seven million that they don't have. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's going to be inter- It'll be interesting to see what what sort of wizardry the that George McPhee can. He'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm just so su- I'm just so surprised because I, I had no like, I just didn't think that they would be able to have the cap room for it. But there you go, great trade for for Vegas. Hopefully, the Ottawa Senators can now just like turn the page on this dark dark, dark chapter. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, bud. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> time heals all things, right? So. Like stemming back to the Carlson Hoffman stuff, like mm. <laughs> what a tumultuous, tumultuous last two years. <laughs> yeah, okay, should we, uh, should we yeah. move on? We'll move on. We'll move on to let's talk about your boy. We'll 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 uh, we'll talk about uh, this deal happened actually yesterday, last night, late last night, um, right after Sterling and I were done our pod. It is Brandon Montour is moving from the Anaheim Ducks to the Buffalo Sabres in exchange for Brandon Gooley and a 2019 conditional first round pick, which is St. Louis's pick. The condition is that the draft, the draft pick will become either San Jose or St. Louis based on the final order of the selection in the 2019 NHL draft. So whoever is higher or lower? I'm not sure. It just says they're both owned by Buffalo. Yeah. So probably the one that's higher is going. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's huge. I, I didn't even know that Montour. Well, I mean, we heard rumblings that Montour was on the block. Yeah, Anaheim. Anaheim had to had to deal one of their defensemen. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, that's a. I mean, a lot of people back back home from Six Nations are going to be super stoked uh, where Brandon's from. Um, because he's right close to home. There's a lot of Buffalo Sabres fans down on on my res, so um, mm-hmm. everyone's going to be really happy that he's he's coming home. You go and see him all the time. Um, I think that's a great move by Buffalo too. I really, I really think he's top four material. Uh, is it what second year in the league? I believe so. Yeah. So um, I'm, I can't I can't remember uh, what position Ryder left. He is, so I'm not sure if he could slot in with Darlene or not. He's a right shot, right defense. Right shot. Mm-hmm. And Darlene, I think, is left. I'm but, not sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not too sure about that. Between the two of them, they're going to have a pretty solid uh, solid top four in D. Yeah. Yeah, I like Montour a lot. He has a lot of, uh, a lot of potential. Definitely top four material, like you were saying, and Buffalo needed needed some defense so uh get a a good acquisition by buffalo sabers uh they're hoping that brandon montour can can help them make a push to to get into the final wild card spot there in the in the in the east i don't know necessarily if he'll be able to do that just with his acquisition alone yeah they're just on the outside um I mean, they beat Washington <laughs> on Saturday. That was p- pretty crazy. Yeah, that's true. They're six so, points out, one game on hand. Not impossible. Yeah, they got to leapfrog Pittsburgh, though. Yeah, Pittsburgh or Montreal, or I yeah, mean, it's a battle there. 
Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, do you yeah, have anything worth, worth definitely worth a first round pick going back the other way. So I think oh, that's yeah. a fair value for both of them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Good, good little good for Anaheim to be able to get that first round pick. They are giving up a pretty big talent, but it helps them with their, with their cap situation as well. Yeah. Uh, so I guess it, it kind of be easiest to, to move up chronologically. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. So, the next uh, trade of repute is um, it happened pretty late, pretty early this this morning. It was Gustav Nyquist going to the Sharks for a 2019 second round pick and a 2020 conditional third. So the condition is the 2020 third round pick will upgrade to a 2020 second round if the Sharks advance the Stanley Cup final or if Nyquist resigns with the Sharks. So, and also I like these conditions. Yeah, these conditions are good. <laughs> yeah. And for the Nyquist trade, um, Detroit is going to be retaining 30% of the, of his salary. So 1.425 million is what Detroit will play, will pay. And 3.325 will be paid by the rest will be paid by San Jose. Probably to, uh, keep San Jose within the, within yeah, the cap. probably. Yeah. To keep them <laughs> cap compliant. Yeah. Yeah, so I I think this is a good trade. Gustav Nyquist fits immediately with within their top nine. He can move up and down the lineup. He waived his no trade to to be there. I mean, yeah. I, Why wouldn't you? We could go into a really good cup contending team. Yeah, yeah, and he'll right now he's it looks like he's slated to play on the third line. Yeah, with uh, with Jumbo Joe. Which Jeez. increases his <laughs> fantasy value because, yeah, it's going to be keep an eye on Jumbo Joe, everybody. He's already this, been killing it. This, this team didn't need weeks. any more help with offense, but no, this is exciting. Yeah, well, they're just hoping to bury the other team in goals so that <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to worry about the goals that they're letting in or that Martin Jones is letting in, I should say. I gotta say they're like they're one of my front runners. I think at this point, mm-hmm. that roster. Yeah, yeah. Especially um, if if Martin Jones can come can show up for the playoffs, I think they're they're pretty much the team one of the teams to beat in the West. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody loaded up in the West this 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 uh, this trade deadline. So except for the Flames. Ah, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything else to add on the on the Nyquist trade? Nah. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that uh, Montreal didn't acquire him. Yeah, I'm hoping they just sign him in the off season. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, man, you didn't you didn't like that? Uh, you didn't like what Sterling and I were saying last night. What? That's, just sent uh, Tatar over. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, come play in Montreal. It's yeah. fun. I mean that would. If it, It'd be great to get them on a line together. I'm just, yeah. I mean, hmm. man, imagine who, that line. Who, who's who's roster spot? Uh, Luckinens, I guess. That's the thing. Is like, yeah. If we can upgrade, oh. like, get a get a Nyquist for Luckinen. Oh my god, yes. yeah. Yeah, in a heartbeat. So 
Well, yeah, because then your top line would be uh, Druan, Gallagher, and... Oh, wait, is Druan playing with Tatar now? Or uh, Domi, I mean? Um, they've been switching their centers up. Yeah. They're, it, it, I think it's Dano, Duran, and Gallagher right now. Right, that's um, right. Domi, Shaw. And Tatar. And Tatar, yeah. And then Lekkonen, uh Kokonemi, and... Armia. Uh, Armia. Well, so, yeah, yeah just, I mean... Just imagine oh, that. Byron, so Byron's pushed Byron's pushed uh, Lekkonen down to the fourth line, I think. Right. But imagine that. Tatar, Domi, and Nyquist on your second line. That'd be dirty. And then... Um, or, like, they could move up to the first. And then Kokonemi could play on the second line eventually. Mm-hmm. With Druan and Gallagher. <sighs> That'd be sexy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Good on Mark Bergevin to not make I those think trade. Montreal are the true winners at this trade deadline. Yeah. Because he didn't touch the <laughs> roster. <laughs> or any of the picks. Or any yeah. of the prospects. Yeah. So... Good on, shout out to Mark Bergevin. Good on you, buddy. Uh, so we'll move on to the next, to the next, uh, I guess, what we consider to be a big trade is uh, the Blue Jackets, who were loading up today, uh, have acquired Keith and Kincaid from the New Jersey Devils for a 2022 fifth round pick. You're telling me that the Calgary Flames couldn't have offered a 2022 fifth round pick for Keith Kincaid? Come on, man. Anyway, I really like this trade. <laughs> Why do you uh, like it? Well, I, I, I specifically about this trade. Do you like? I, I mentioned it on uh, on the Twitter already. <laughs> so uh, I, I just I just really like that that Yarmo is kind of not only loading up for this season. And I, I really, really just believe that GMs should, should do that more often because so many times, like the story line nowadays is like, Oh, you got to look to the future, look to the future, but you don't look at the team that you have now. And the team that you have now is ready to contend is ready to compete. This is the highest point that Columbus has ever been. They've got a legitimate <laughs> superstar in Artemi Panarin. They've added a secondary star in Matt Duchesne. They're so strong down the middle. Like, yeah, they've got yeah, yeah they've got Pierre Luc Dubois, who is one of the best uh, young players, young talents on in in the NHL right now. Cam Atkinson is playing crazy because he's playing with Panarin. Uh, you've got a, a bevy of of good defensive prospects in Wierenski, Seth Jones. Um, Ryan Murray when he comes back from from the IR and Bobrovsky is playing really well right now like he's 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 he was he's had a rough stretch this earlier in the year but um I think now that Yarmo has kind of shown that he wants this team to contend I think he's more motivated to play better so I really like this trade because not only does this address a depth need now because Corpusalo has not fared too well, even as a backup this year, um, but it also addresses it for next year. I mean, Kid Kincaid is a UFA, but it wouldn't be, it shouldn't be difficult to resign him. And he would be a good 
guy to have either starting or behind Corpus Allo because he has experience as a backup and has played as a starter before, so he knows what it's going to be like. So this is a great move by by the Columbus Blue Jackets, I think, um, because they've addressed a goaltending need. And, you know, if they have to, they can roll with a goalie tandem of Keith Kincaid and Jonas Carposalo next year. And it would be okay. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot based on Bobrovsky's playoff uh, experience. That too. (laughs) (laughs) So you have like, you have a goaltender that can come in if he, uh, if he drops the ball. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Should we, should we go through the rest of Columbus's trades just to. Yeah. I guess we could. Yeah. Yeah. So we can just do that. So, uh, the Columbus Blue, the Columbus Blue Jackets (laughs) also acquired Adam McQuaid from the New York Rangers for Julius Bergman, whom they flipped after acquiring him from, um, from Ottawa. And a 2019 fourth rounder and a 2019 seventh rounder. So they're they're literally just emptying their pantry of of all their draft picks. I think they only they're have literally all in. Yeah, yeah. Yarmo just pushed all of his chips into the middle of the table. And uh, yeah, it's great. Like that's a it's another depth defenseman. He played really well for Boston uh, when 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 he was there for for their cup run. And um, he was a, a, a pretty sought-after depth defenseman. So good ad by, again, by Yarmo. Like, we can't... We just sound like a broken record at this point, you know? I'm <laughs> yeah, excited. I'm, I'm excited to see I'm where they go. For, I'm, I'm excited for Blue Jackets fans. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully... I mean, I think it'll be a success if they if they can make it past Washington in the first round. Yeah. I think I think that's I mean they've never made it into the second round of a playoff before. And uh if they can manage through that, I think the the next round might be a little bit easier. Um would be either the Islanders or um whoever the Islanders end up going up against uh, in the wild card spot. So I think they I think they have a pretty legit chance. Um I think it's I think it's going to be a pretty pretty tough series between the Blue Jackets and, and Washington now. So yeah, yeah, I'm ex- I'm so excited for playoff hockey, man. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. I'm going to be watching Columbus with with a lot of interest for sure. So we'll move on to the next trade. Uh, the The second biggest, oh, I guess, yeah, he's on par. Second biggest trade is uh, Kevin Hayes from the New York Rangers is being sent to the Winnipeg Jets for Brendan Lemieux, a 2019 conditional first round pick and a 2022 conditional fourth round pick. So the conditions are the pick transfers to the Rangers only if Winnipeg wins the 2018-19 Stanley Cup. That is the fourth round pick. So um, it, it it only comes in effect if the the Jets win the Cup this year. Otherwise, uh, should the draft lottery render the 2019 NHL first-round selection a top-three pick, the Rangers will receive Winnipeg's 2020 first-round selection instead. So basically the first-rounder is lottery-protected. 
Is that right? Yep. Yeah. So that was the first of a flurry of trades um, conducted by Kevin Shevel. Never take a day off. Um, <laughs> he made like I think six trades today, uh, mainly for uh, like to fill out um, the rest of the just to to pad the depth of 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 the roster. Um, so he acquired Matt Hendricks from Minnesota for a seventh rounder. He also got um, a depth Beaulieu. Yeah, Nathan Beaulieu from the Buffalo Sabres for a 2019 sixth round pick. Um, there's probably a reason that he gets scratched you, all the time. Can you say that number again for Habs fans? Uh, a 2019 sixth round pick? Yep. <laughs> What is the what is the significance of that? Uh, when uh, when we traded Bolu away, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people were upset that uh, that we we got rid of him, mm. and they were upset saying that his value was much more than a third rounder. Um, <laughs> but this proves that Mark Bergevin did a, a great job in selling Bolu's value yeah. to the Buffalo Sabers. <laughs> Yeah, and he's making two point four million dollars too, so they definitely overvalued him. Yep. So, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, he can find his way in in the Winnipeg in a Winnipeg Jets system. Uh, they're saying that this move was kind of spurred on by the potential for Josh Morrissey to be out longer term than mm-hmm. than uh, originally predicted. Yeah. Uh, so. So yeah, it'll be interesting. One an, another trade that I was pretty intrigued by is um, they traded Nick Patan to the Toronto Maple Leafs for Per Lindholm, one for one, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I, I was I was pretty intrigued by that because Patan, I guess he just never had, he just could never make the make good on his opportunities in in Winnipeg, and or he never really got the proper opportunities yep so this is an intriguing ad by by the maple leafs and uh i think uh i think um they might be thinking that uh he'd be a good fourth line guy next year par lindholm or patan oh but sorry patan Mm. sorry i'm talking about leafs yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure about lindholm yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that how that story unfolds. Because mm-hmm. uh, I I always thought that they kind of regarded Patan pretty highly, mm-hmm. and Perlindholm. Yeah, and Perlindholm is hasn't really lived up to any sort of expectations of him from this year. So, yeah, yeah could be just a minor could just be a minor deal at the, when everything's said and done. But it'll be interesting to see that see that play out. Yeah. So so let's 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 circle back and and talk about the the biggest trade here. We'll we'll what do you how do you feel about the Kevin Hayes ad which we called by the way. I called it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that was great. Um best center uh, available after Duchesne. Um and uh slot, slots right there. Slots right in there in on the second line center. Um pushing down uh Brent Little um to his, to a, a, a more um suitable role for him yeah um so yeah uh basically the same idea of stats coming in last year 
Yeah, for sure. This makes makes Winnipeg much much more strong down the middle. Yeah, I'm very happy about this. Way stronger. Yeah, I was I was happy that uh, that one at least one of my predictions came to fruition. <laughs> uh, Kevin Hayes looks is is going to look amazing in a Jets jersey, and I think he's going to play really well on that second line with Nick Ehlers, whom I have in my fantasy team, <laughs> which is great, and uh, Kyle Connor as well. Uh, so, yeah, I, I really liked. I was really hoping that you know he could uh, that the Flames could have swung a trade. I, I mean, I, I hope that the Flames were able to swing all these trades, but you know. Obviously, it would have been cool to see the <laughs> connection. Have the world grant. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, but it would have been cool to see the connection between uh, the the Hayes and the Johnny Gaudreau story, just because they were ro- mm-hmm. roommates in 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 college. But uh, you know, maybe we can try our luck at it in in the off season. And like I said, it's 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 great because if they want to load up, they can right because they could put. Um, they could put Brian Little back on the second line center, and then um, Kevin Hayes can play wing. He is touted for his uh, offensive skills as well. He's very stout defensively, and he's going to be used on the penalty kill, power play. He's just a guy that uh, is going to do wonders for for Paul Maurice and, and and his lineup, and just just a savvy ad by by. Um, by Kevin Sheveldayoff because like they were in on stone, but like Sterling and I were saying yesterday, it made a lot more sense for them to go after Kevin Hayes. And I, I think that they probably paid less for Kevin Hayes than, well, they did pay less for Kevin Hayes than, than, um, than Mark Stone in terms of draft picks mm-hmm. or prospects. I should, uh, prospects, not draft picks. Cause they gave up the first rounder. They gave up uh, Brandon Lemieux, which was, I mean, lower end roster player. Yeah, but he was, start, he was putting putting some goals in recently. But mm-hmm. anyway. um, yeah, no, I I think I think that was a fair fair value trade there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like you weren't going to get a first round pick going the other way for Kevin Hayes. So yeah, there was no way. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and then uh, we, Montreal. Made their first deal. <laughs> Big deal. <laughs> Huge deal. Big deal, Jordan Wheel. Big deal, Jordan Wheel. Going to the Montreal Canadiens from the Arizona Coyotes. One for one for Michael Chaput. Yeah, I think uh, what happened was uh, Nate Thompson coming in kind of made Michael, Chaput role, Michael Chaput's role uh, irrelevant uh, on the team. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mean, that was just the the reason for the swap. I don't see Jordan Wheel slotting in um, with the big club this year. Um, no, but who, who knows? It could could surprise me. They they just called up now that there's no limit to uh, roster sizes. Mm-hmm. They just called up uh, Dale Weiss again. That's right. So yeah, I think well from from the press conference, it sounds like well, I mean, obviously Bergevin doesn't make the the roster uh, decisions or the lineup decisions, I mean, but uh, he basically was saying that he acquired Jordan wheel as just, just for an extra option for, uh, for Claude Julien, because he, he can play center. He can play wing. He's got, uh, he's got good wheels, like pardon <laughs> the pun. Say. 
Yeah, he does have. <laughs> he does. He is a fast skater. He's uh, he's he's good on his feet, and he, he works hard. He's a, he's a gritty, grinding forward who who can score if. Uh, like he's he's kind of mentioned that he believes that he can fill the role of depth scoring if if given the opportunity, and uh, he's just ready to work. That's just what um, that's the kind of player that uh, that we're getting back in um, in Jordan Wheel. So, I mean, he's not gonna he's not gonna move the needle all that much. No, but, uh, but like 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 Bergevin said, uh, another option on that fourth line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and he's going to be good for the transition game. He'll he'll be he'll be good in transition. Oh, yeah. he, he fits Montreal's um, game to a T. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how he does. The next trade is Derek Broussard has been traded from the Florida Panthers along with a 2020 conditional sixth round pick for a 2020 third round pick to the Florida Panthers. Um, that's so cheap. Yeah. Yeah. So the condition <laughs> yeah. is if Broussard signs an extension with the Colorado Avalanche, then no pick is transferred. That's the condition uh-huh. on the sixth round pick. So, yeah. Uh, uh, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, I like this trade for Broussard. Broussard finally gets to become a second line center because he's been moping and grumbling uh, since he got traded from Ottawa, that he can't do much because he's a third line center. So, yeah, time to nut up or shut up, buddy. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta play. You got a good opportunity on that second line with uh, with some good youngsters on your wings. Uh, if Landeskog gets moved back up to the top line, that is. And then I like this. I like this deal for for the Colorado Avalanche as well because they don't sell the farm. And it's just a savvy move by by Joe Sakic because he adds to the roster without subtracting any of the prospects that uh, that are up and coming. And uh, this just deepens Colorado's center depth that much more because now they have McKinnon, Brassard, and Soderberg can be play on the third line um, again and. Not that he's more suited there, but he gives your third line another score, like more scoring punch. So mm-hmm. I like this trade. What do you think about it? Uh, I'm just wondering if you think that it's going to help push them into the playoffs. The Avalanche? Yeah. Uh, th- do, you think, do you think it's enough? I mean, yeah, because it, sound, it looks like they're a game back. Of Minnesota and one point back, or they're, they're a game. They're a game in hand on Minnesota, one point back. Yeah. Um, it sounds like Minnesota's giving up. So. Yeah, that's, that's what true. it sounds like based to me. The, yeah, based on the trades today. Yeah, I, we'll we'll go over them in a bit here, but. Yeah, it it sounds like Minnesota's done, so. I I think that'll be enough to get them in. Yeah, it's not a it's not a bad ad at all. Like I yeah we, we, we've been saying all all season that they need to figure out their depth. Uh, scoring yeah um and i mean a good veteran guy um to really help um help during the playoff push and uh during the those, that first round of the playoffs so i'm not uh yeah i for, for that price uh they'd be stupid not to make that deal so cheap mm-hmm. yeah and and uh, since that three nothing loss to the st louis blues on 
February 16th. Uh, the Avs have won four in a row against playoff teams. They beat the Vegas Golden Knights 3-0. The Winnipeg Jets 7-1. Uh, they just spanked them. That, yeah. And then a huge <laughs> game against the Chicago Blackhawks. They beat them 5-3 to because they were playing for their playoff spot. Chicago is now uh, trailing by five points on the second wildcard spot when they were like right there, which is unfortunate. And then they shut out the National Predators 5 nothing in their most recent game. So this team is coming back. Varlamov has become, um, well, he was named one of the three stars of the week, I believe. So, yeah, I believe I believe the addition of Derek Broussard will, will definitely get them into the playoffs, especially since Minnesota has all but given up. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of Minnesota, we'll, we, I guess we should we should talk about talk them about, next. Talk yeah. about that one? Yeah. yeah. So, this one just came out of left field. I had no... There were no rumblings. Yeah, not expecting this at all. Minnesota Wild gives up Michael Granlund, one for one for Kevin Fiala. Now, the salary does make a big difference here because Granlund is making $5.75 million. Um, and I'm just going to see how long he has left on his deal. 5.75 uh, for this year and next year. And he's a UFA in 2020-2021. And Fiala is only set to make um, $863,000. Holy. So big cap relief for the Minnesota Wild. And it's not like Kevin Fiala is a slouch. No, he's a good uh, third or second liner. But he's not Michael Granlund. Yeah, I mean he's not he doesn't have that body size. He's got good hands. He's got he if Kevin Fiala can finish. Yeah, um, he's actually Swedish, but, right. but... <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to do it. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, I was I was so surprised by this trade. Um did not see the I didn't understand why. Yeah, I did not understand why. Uh, Minnesota would do it. Yeah. I love it for Nashville. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Great ad for Nashville. Like what? How did he even get in on this? Like, I don't understand. how like, <laughs> the friggin' wizard. Not only did he pry Michael Granlin out when like nobody thought that Granlin was even on the block. He also fleeces the Philadelphia Flyers to acquire Wayne Simmons for Ryan Hartman and a 2020 conditional fourth round pick. The condition is that the 2024th round pick upgrades to a 2023rd round pick if Nashville wins one round in the 2018-19 playoffs. Okay, so they're getting Ryan Hartman in a fourth round pick. Or a third, sorry, third round pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah, telling me the Flames. Couldn't do that? <sighs> Ryan Hartman. I mean, What? This is a guy who got traded from Chicago. Like he's just been bounced around, and he's the guy that you get back for Wayne Simmons, who's been with the team forever. Who's like who? He's going to make a major impact, and the Nashville Predators. Oh boy, they finally get their two top six wingers that they 
that they've been wanting the entire season. And, you know, this team is scary now. I don't know, man. I'm looking up their depth chart right now just to look at their lines. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, I'm not even sure where they're going to slot guys in. Yeah, I don't know. Because their first line is going to be Johansson, Arvidsson, and uh, Forsberg. Yeah, you're not going to touch those guys. No. That's that's set. Um, I guess you're going to have Simmons on the second line there um, until Smith comes back. Craig Smith? Yeah. No, dude. Craig Smith you're gonna, is... You're going to keep Simmons on the second line then? I would keep Simmons on the second line. With Turris and, and Gronland. Yeah. And then have... Uh, Sissons and um, who else is there? Sorry. Uh, oh, you're putting me on the spot. Sorry, I don't have it up on. Um, Wi-Fi, folks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some computer issues. Oh, it's Nick. Bonino, 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 Bonino. They got Nick Benino, Colton Sissons, and uh, who are they dropping down there? Frederick Goudreau is their is their fourth line center right now. Oh, fourth Brian line Brian Boyle, side? yeah, and Brian Boyle is there too. Yeah, so they're gonna have Boyle. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Man, what? Hell yeah, Forsberg, Johansson, Arvidsson, top line. Period. Uh, Gronlund, Kyle Turris, Wayne Simmons, second line. Period. Brian Boyle, Nick Bonino, Colton Sissons, third line. Kick Cali Yarncroke out. Kick, Rock, kick Rocco Grimaldi out. Kick Matt Irwin out. Uh, kick Coley McLeod out. And then have Frederick Goudreau play with probably Yarncroke and, I guess, Grimaldi. And then throw Cody McLeod in when, when you need a, a banger. Craig Smith comes back, put him on the fourth line. Fuck, man, that's scary. On the third line, actually. Third line, yeah. So this team's this team's gonna be crazy. Top four is still intact. Yossi, Ellis, Ekholm, Suban. They still got Pekka and UC Soros. Man. <laughs> These playoffs are gonna I'm be sorry nuts. to say this, man, but I'm like I'm worried about Calgary. Dude, Calgary's out. Fuck. <laughs> We're out. Only trade we made today was we acquired Oscar Fantenberg for a 2020 conditional fourth round pick. The fourth round pick becomes a third round pick in 2020 if the Flames reached a conference final and Fantenberg plays in at least 50% of those games. So, which yeah. you might not do. No. <laughs> I mean, um, early reports are that Fantenberg is a solid defenseman. Um, he's a stay-at-home guy, good puck mover. Michael Backlund, there's some history with uh, with Michael Backlund. They played on the same Swedish team at the World Championships in 2016. Uh, and Michael Backlund claims that Fantenberg was their best defenseman on the team. So that's pretty high praise on a Swedish team. But, I mean... Man, like you didn't, you didn't do anything. But like at the same time, 
this has been a season of resounding success for the Calgary Flames. You know, nobody expected them after missing the playoffs last year to be tops in the in the in the Western Conference, second in the league. So um, I think that by itself is already. I mean, you heard Jim Benning's comments today is like he believed in the team that we have in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he didn't he didn't mind not making any moves. Yeah, exactly. And he was definitely and, in on things, but it was it was a bit too pricey for them. For sure. And that was the same idea with Bergevin and uh, yeah. and Trilliving as well. And you know, he 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 mentioned Trilliving mentioned that he didn't want to subtract or take away time from their youngsters on D. So they decided to to support them by adding Oscar Fanberg. Did I say Jim Benning? Sorry, man, I'm in Trilliving. Oh yeah, you said Jim Benning. Yeah, sorry, I meant I meant Trilliving. Yeah, Jim Benning was was nowhere. He wasn't sniffing nothing. Um, <laughs> Been a long day. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, Michael Stone is 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 set to 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 return from from blood clots in his in his arm. Uh, so that's another defenseman that that will be able to help us out down the stretch. And we're really hoping that the real deal James Neal can you know be the real deal again figure it out yeah because if he can play like i've said this before if he can play like he has been the last two years um then that would be a good acquisition you know you pay him you paid the guy 5.75 million dollars for the next five years so he better produce at some point and you know austin zarnik has has filled in remarkably well like five goals in his past six games since he's been in so our third and fourth line are hot right now. But, you know, when when we're stacked up against teams like Winnipeg and the Jets, San Jose Winnipeg, now, Vegas. Winnipeg, Winnipeg the, the Jets, not Winnipeg and the Jets. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Winnipeg. I, I just made the same brain fire. That's okay. Winnipeg um, and the Predators. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I, yeah. Do you want to quickly round out the rest of these trades and then we can kind of talk about that sure yeah okay Okay. so do you want want me to run through it quick yeah go and then you can make a comment on it go um okay uh we got uh michael delzato going to st louis for a sixth round pick um that's not really didn't really need to mention that uh you got uh, marcus (laughs) johansson um headed from the devils to boston for a second and a fourth round uh the second round is in 2019 Fourth round is in 2020. Um, this is a good depth move. Um, and uh, I hear that it looks like Marcus Johansson is planning on re-signing with the Devils after. So just uh, a, a good rental for Boston. Hmm. Um, as if they needed more depth. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah. And, oh, the other notable. Um, Eric Goodbranson to the Pittsburgh Penguins for Tanner Pearson. Very relevant. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like I like the trade for both teams and both players because, I mean, you're getting rid of two guys <laughs> that you don't really want. Like, yeah. you're gonna, each team is getting rid of a guy that they don't really want. But uh, I think for now, Tanner Pearson's going to slot in. Um, he's a good role guy, and he's going to probably slot in on that first line. Um for now until uh what's his name comes back uh where did um but yeah what do you what do you think about that trade uh 
it's too bad. It's too bad Sterling couldn't be. Uh, I know couldn't be here today because I I be know. Going off. Yeah, he's probably he's probably he's probably listening to this right now and 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 freaking out. But um, you know, so first of all, I'll I'll start with Eric Branson. It's 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 pretty funny because I I saw somebody tweeted out saying so. Jim Rutherford has now. Um, Jim Rutherford has now acquired Eric Goodbranson and they now have Jack Johnson and Goodbranson <laughs> on the same line, on the same pairing. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> I think that about says it all right there. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm very, it's, I'm very happy for Vancouver fans. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he he just has not performed to to expectations. And with Tanner Pearson, Jim Benning views him as a top six forward. Mm-hmm. That's what he said in in the press conference. Whether he is or not, I don't know. That's up to that's that's up for debate. Um, he played really well with Jeff Carter and Tyler Toffoli. When they were, he was part of that '70s line a couple of years ago, when the yeah. Kings were still good, but you know, since then he's like 27 too. Like he's he's still within the yeah. years of his of his career, and they I think he's signed for another couple of years under four million. So like good cap yeah. value. Yeah, it 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 would depend on 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 how much he gets back. You know yeah. what his uh, what his production is going to be. Because, you know, the highest point total he ever had was 44 points in 2016-17. And solid, solid third liner. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, that's worth 3.75. Uh, he had 40 last year in 2017-18, but he's only got 15 this year. So, like, he's nowhere near that amount. So, it... It'll 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 depend on on this is his third team this year too. So, um, yeah. Hopefully, it'll can settle in settle into a a consistent line uh, with Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And he'll get his opportunities in Vancouver unless Definitely. they treat him like Sam Gagne. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then another thing coming out of Vancouver too is it sounds like Alexander Edler just refused to waive his no movement clause. So that's why they weren't able to, to ship him out. Um, and they're trying to work on an extension, but it doesn't look like he wants that either. So like, what the hell, bro? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, Sterling's freaking out and uh, he was upset about it yesterday. He's going to be hot about it tonight. It's just, and I can see why, like why, Again, why the hell would you not want to try and play for a contender? And if you hey, don't want to move, right now though, I mean, yeah, but still, you could come back and play for a contender. Yeah, and if you don't want to move, then sign an extension. Like, why? Why are you being? Why are you being like this? Why are you the way you are? It just—I don't understand. Um, Tough situation another, for another Vancouver notable. Uh, the trade, um, they trade Jonathan Dolan to the San Jose Sharks for Linus Carlson. 
And it looks like reports out of Vancouver are saying that Jonathan Dolan requested a trade. Oh. Yeah. That would make a little more sense. Because I, I don't know too much about either prospect. Either. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I just I just had heard Dolan's name before, and I thought that he was uh, one of the one of their better prospects. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, didn't he light it up in in the World Juniors one year mm-hmm. for sweet for teams for Team Sweden? Yeah, yeah, he got six points, five goals in seven games in um, in the World Juniors for sweet for Team Sweden in twenty sixteen seventeen. Looks like and he uh, put up he put up forty four points in forty four games last year for his Swedish league team. Yeah. So. Yeah. Two points in two games for the AH, for Utica, and he's got twenty nine in f- for fifty this year in Utica. Shame. Yeah, that's that's that is too bad because like you know when you want to stay and play with. Patterson, your fellow Swede, yeah. Interesting. I mean, San Jose's got a really good talent now, mm-hmm. and I don't think Linus Carlson is a slouch either. No, I think I think Jim Benning really just was trying to his best to make a lateral a lateral move. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll see how that turns out in the next couple of years. Hmm. Um, Chris Weidman is moving again from Pittsburgh or sorry, from Florida to Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh makes a couple moves to fill out the, their defense as expected. Um, yeah. and Chris Weidman has had a pretty crazy year. <laughs> started off, <laughs> started off in Edmonton and now is on a, a ho- hopefully a playoff contending team for him. I mean, they're, yeah. they're fighting for it, but, uh, you gotta, you gotta like your chances anytime you're playing with uh, Crosby and Malkin, and two-time Stanley Cup champion Phil Kessel. That's right. <laughs> um, so yeah, the- I mean, I don't know how how often he'll be slotting in the lineup, but I mean, yeah, these these were kind of moves by out of necessity. Just depth, man. That's all. That's all he was look- yeah. looking for. Well, they also lost. They lost Brian Dumoulin to uh, to a concussion. Mm. And Latang is injured as well, and we don't know how long he's out. So uh, they've replaced the, they've replaced those players with Eric Branson and Chris Weidman. Okay, so um, <laughs> that's pretty much all the major and important trades that happened uh, today and yesterday um, since the last time you guys talked um, yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so biggest winners and losers. What are your thoughts? Uh, the biggest winner I would say is Mark Stone and the Vegas Golden Knights. I would agree with you. I I think that's, yeah, followed that's, that's very closely by the Predators. Yeah, I mean, looking at the Predators' depth, they're a scary team. Um, I think. Montreal not making any moves. I think that, I think they're winners. Um, yeah. Actually, I like. I think everyone. I think I feel like most of these were like relatively fair trades, 
player the players going or the picks and players going back both ways. There's no one really, no one made a really stupid deal, is what I from what I see. Would you would you agree with that? Is there? A... I mean, that Simmons trade was kind of bullshit. <laughs> You're just hurt. <laughs> yeah, because it was You're so cheap. Choked. God, it was so cheap. Such a cheap deal for that uh, for that caliber of a player. Man, it's a shame. <laughs> but yeah, uh, biggest loser. I mean, I, I wouldn't call I wouldn't call the Flames a loser today. Because, like I was saying before, uh, what they've accomplished this year has already been a huge, um, resounding success. And even if they make it past into the second round, I I would be happy with that. Um, and, you know, I liked that we kind of just added to the team without subtracting anybody. Yeah. And we'll, we'll like, this gives us more opportunity to, because I, I mean, we, we have to make sure that we have enough money to sign, to re-sign Kachuk yeah. to an extension. Uh, so, and, and these free agents, you know, we can, we can pursue them and we can pursue them in the, in the off season. So it'll be, yeah, I mean, I've got, uh, I've got the biggest loser here. Shoot. The Dallas Stars. <laughs> <laughs> How bad is that, eh, man? Oh, Matt Zuccarello in his first game playing with the Dallas Stars since he was traded oh, from the New York man. Rangers gets uh, goes down to block a puck, hit, gets hit in the arm, and uh, is expected to be out for the next four weeks. So he'll be he'll be <sighs> playoff ready, but uh, will the Dallas Stars make the playoffs? <laughs> Without I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if Chicago, if Chicago can bo- go back to their winning ways, yeah, it's going to be probably tough. not. It's going to be tough. They're in yeah. it. Yeah, that's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, man. <laughs> like that's 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 so tough. <laughs> um, Poor Jim Nelson. You know, I, I bet you, I bet you, I bet you, when that news broke, uh, Jeff Gorton probably texted Jim Nell and said, "No trade back." <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And Lundquist was so choked up about his best buddy oh, leaving man. too. That was hard to watch. Oh that was hard to watch. What a beauty guy. Yeah. 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 It, it, like we were saying last night, folks, like these are real people, real emotions. So um this is hard on the players as well. And uh yeah, so Big, big, big trade deadline. Uh, it was kind of quiet all morning until like basically thirty minutes before the deadline, and uh, things just. I think yeah, to move and shake. <laughs> yeah, the Western Conference just loaded up, um, and Columbus loaded up on the East. It's the interest. Nobody else seeing the really. dynamics is like the West is so heavy and and like big, and like the East is just primarily fast. Mm-hmm. Well, the TSN guys today kind of shed some light on that. And I, I think, like, I, I agree with these guys, obviously. Um, but they, they made a really good point about the reason why 
nobody was loading up in in the east um was because of tampa yeah yeah there's like your chance there's no beating them yeah exactly so there's like there's no point for teams to you know try to sell their future when it'll be extremely difficult to to beat um the tampa bay the tampa bay lightning and and in the western conference it's basically wide open you know uh, the flames are up three points on on san jose for tops in the conference but the the playoff spots are fluid they're they're still kind of moving around uh players or teams can still jockey for position and what's scary is that a lot of these players uh a lot of these teams have will will have given up quite a bit for players and they could get knocked out in the first round yeah or not even make right. the playoffs. Yeah, like if 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 things stay the way they are, you know, San Jose and the Vegas Golden Knights are are playing each other. Uh, but when it, you know, when obviously, with, yeah, that would be the bigger thing um, because you've got the expiring contracts of Simmons and Kevin Hayes. Oh, I um, guess that'd with, be second round. Winnipeg and Nashville, or now it's Nashville, St. Louis. But sorry. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because Winnipeg's tops in that division. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it, it'll it'll definitely be interesting to to watch. Um, yeah, I'm excited for playoff hockey. I can't wait. It'll be fun. Maybe like a month away or so. Yeah, 20 games remaining for most teams. A month and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 20 games of fantasy remaining. Yeah. So, yeah, so much for a shorter episode. Yeah, this is like we're in it. We're in it deep, man. About as long as last episode. I don't think I'm gonna. I think I'll just leave it raw. I'm not gonna edit this. Okay. I ain't got no time. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry, folks, for all the uhs and ums and the pauses and and whatnot. But you know, that's part of the charm. You know, you're here to have a conversation. Who we are. Yeah, it's who we are, boys and girls. You know. We just like talking shit about hockey. Fuck, bud. <laughs> Have a dart every now and then. But no, that's <laughs> bad for you. Uh, so, so yeah, so we will catch you uh, at our usual time, I guess. Um, Sunday, Furry, next week. Every Sunday. Yeah, we'll have uh, more goodies to dish out. We'll 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 have a better understanding of how all these players will have fit in with their new teams and their new teammates. So it'll be good. And uh, yeah, follow us at HFHT Podcast. We got pretty involved in uh, in the Twitter this uh, these past couple days. So uh, hopefully we'll, we'll we'll get some more followers and 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 some more exposure for for this podcast. Uh, we really enjoy doing it, and even though we are just three idiots sharing our opinions, we do appreciate you guys listening. And um, well, we definitely, especially appreciate you guys listening to, to three <laughs> idiots spouting about stuff they don't really know about. Um, and uh, yeah, follow us on 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 Twitter at HFHG Podcast. I think I already said that. Uh, and uh, you can look for us on Spotify. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, basically wherever you get your podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, all that kind of good stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, anything to add there, Johnny? No. 
Go, bud. So <laughs> it's been a long day. We'll catch you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you guys Sunday.